Welcome to the Minister's Friend podcast with pastor and author Dr. John Kimball. The Minister's Friend is a podcast helping pastors and other church workers navigate the challenges of leading the flock. John has been a church planter, a local church pastor, a seminary professor, and a denominational leader. He coaches and mentors pastors and missionaries around the world. Drawing on over 30 years of experience in local, regional, and national ministry, John and some of his colleagues provide practical guidance on the topics you request. We are so glad you've joined us. And now, here's our host, Pastor John. Thanks, Anna. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Minister's Friend Podcast. What if I were to tell you that many of the spiritual attacks we face within our local churches are actually invited? Is it possible that our congregations or even our communities have made decisions, choices, or have allowed certain sins that have opened the door to demonic activity or opposition? Daniel prayed hard for God to act, and 21 days later, he was met by an angelic messenger. That angel's report should give us all pause. Then he said, Don't be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day you began to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before God, your request has been heard in heaven. I have come in answer to that prayer. But for twenty-one days, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia blocked my way. Then Michael, one of the archangels, came to help me, and I left him there with the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia. Now I'm here to explain what will happen to your people in the future, for this vision concerns a time yet to come. Unseen and unbeknownst to many, there's a battle going on in the heavenlies, and that battle is about us. The host of heaven has been charged with intervening on our behalf, but there is opposition, and we can actually make that opposition worse by inviting and tolerating things in our midst that God's word tells us is sin, we open the door to spiritual opposition and oppression. Think about it. Most of the problems that we face in our local churches are because the congregation and leadership have allowed evil attitudes and actions to remain that should be lovingly addressed. The Apostle John writes, If anyone comes to your meeting and does not teach the truth about Christ, don't invite that person into your home or give them any kind of encouragement. Anyone who encourages such people becomes a partner in their evil work. Today, we wrap up our panel discussion on spiritual warfare. I hope this has been as helpful to you as it has been to me personally. My guests on the panel are Pastor Foy Bellier, of the Anam Kara Community and the Warrior Priest Leader Development Group in Delray Beach, Florida, Bishop Jason Quinones of Core Faith Church in Oviedo, Florida, and my own dear friend and associate pastor, Michael Brinkley. Today, we talk about how Christians and churches actually open the door to spiritual warfare. Guys, I've gone into churches that invited me in because they needed help. And as I came into the town or I came into the church itself, you could, you could feel, you, you could literally feel the oppressive 
nature that was there. And I immediately I start praying and saying, okay, so Lord, this is a spiritual that you can, you can, it's like, it's dripping with evil when you go in there. And, and I, you know, I just immediately, it's, it's, it's something that my wife and I, um, read back way back when I was in seminary, but I don't know if you guys have read the, the Frank Peretti books, this present darkness and piercing the darkness, but those images, um, it's, it's their fictional books about the angelic and demonic battle for a town. But those are the pictures that I get in my head when I go into a place like this where you just feel the oppressive nature in a church. If, if, of any place, a church should be free from that. How can we combat that in, in our local churches, our local towns? Yeah, I think for evangelical people, you know, you start saying stuff like that and people's eyes roll back in their head, John. They just, you know, they don't believe it. And they say, well, that's just one, you know, isolated incident yeah. in the scripture. Um, I thought I found it interesting that uh, the, the Lausanne, Switzerland Congress mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, had to address that issue. And uh, I read the paper that they wrote on it. And I thought it was very even handed. Uh, and ultimately inconclusive, but mm. they acknowledge the fact that this kind of stuff is happening, even if we can't quantify it, whether you look at uh, Daniel chapter 10 with Greece and Persia, or you know Deuteronomy chapter 32 was another one that they referenced, where it seems like in the Septuagint, the nations are fixed according to a process that includes mm. authority that's given to angels and that can mm -hmm. be rendered demons. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think for gospel-centered people, we like to have a once-and-done kind of perspective on the on the cross that obviates anything that would be problematic for us in the spiritual realm. But we know from our own experience that's just not the case. So that leaves us with a question of why would God do that? And it's inherently unanswerable. We can't answer why God would permit spiritual warfare, oppression, demonization, those kinds of things, but we know that it happens. And we only have to look at our, our structures and the areas where we live to know that there's a strategic plan that's unfolding. Mm -hmm. And even as God gives influence, so too the adversary marshals those forces that he requires to resist which can be principalities and powers. The scripture talks about that, but also personnel uh, in a very visible sense. So I think we have to ask ourselves those, those questions and acknowledge their reality, but at the same time, not become obsessive about yes. them the way that some of our friends do. So what do we do practically? Well, I think we've come full circle. We've got to discern. I think I heard the bishop say that. We've got to discern what's going on. We've got to go to the Father. Uh, Pastor Mike was talking about prayer. And then we've got to employ some of heaven's strategies for advancing the kingdom in practicable ways. And that's not there's going to be no silver bullet process for that. Mm -hmm. But I believe that God gives wisdom there. And you're right. It happens in churches, too. Mm -hmm. So when you walk into a place, you're expecting to encounter the habitation of the Most High, but when you sense that things are in the spiritual realm in disroar and uproar, disorder and chaos, we have welcomed in from outside the things that want to kill us and destroy us, and it takes time to do that. It takes submission and repentance and a disavowal of pride, yes. and 
people don't want to do that. I know from my own ministry that there was a time where there was a schism mm -hmm. and disorder coming out of disunity mm -hmm. based on pride and power brokering. And when these individuals said they would no longer attend and they leveraged all the people that came that were their friends within the congregation, dude, I'm going to tell you there was a palpable difference in the atmosphere oh, yes. from one Sunday to the next. Oh, yes. As, as if something had lifted. Yes. And it's because those people had given the adversary, and I believe they were Christians, they'd given the adversary authority to still to stir up those baser emotions and predilections that we have that exist in the fleshly body when we yield to it. Amen. You know, I, I've had that experience as well. And, and in one of those cases, um, when one of the churches I was working with, that group left, somebody who was unaware, totally unaware of, of any of the stuff that had been going on that Sunday, I happened to be there on that Sunday and and, and this person comes up to me and the pastor and, and says, you know, I, I don't know what it is, but boy, today was just awesome. What happened? Yeah. Something. And, and we're looking at each other because we, we were in the battle during the week, you know, when those people decided they were going to go. But when they left, the presence left with them. Mm. You know, the second thing is in one of my churches, when we had one of those kind of personalities that decided to finally leave and... Um, I had an octogenarian, an 80-something-year-old woman, beautiful, wonderful saint of Christ. She came up to me, and she gave me a great big hug at the, you know, after the worship service on a Sunday. And she said, this is the first time, Pastor, in my life. She'd been in the church her whole life. Wow. First time, Pastor, in my life that the deacons are in charge and Jesus is being honored in this church. Ah. Mm. I mean, I was I was dumbfounded, you know, but she saw it. She absolutely saw it. Uh, Bishop, you were going to say something? Yeah, I was just going to say, man, when when Pastor Ford was talking, when we're when we're talking about I didn't read the paper that you were referring to, but I read a book and I, I can't remember the name. It's um, Spiritual Warfare. I'll get you guys the title, but it kind of walks through a similar pattern of, you know, different testimonies of dealing with regional and you know different spirits um principalities over regions and things like that but to me when i when i'm looking at it because it's it really comes down to this inconclusive thing right like daniel didn't rebuke the prince of persia you know stuff like that it was more an angelic host that right. you know in, 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 intervened but when jesus and john the baptist they both preach this same message repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Amen. And what I, what I think is the message of repentance is so imperative because, and Pastor Foy said it, that Christians had given place to the enemy. Yes. And I believe that we, Jesus has already disarmed powers and principalities. Yes. When we submit to sin rather than to God, then we empower the enemy in our churches and in regions. And so if we want to see principalities disarmed in the, in, the, in the practical sense where we are, there has to be a message of repentance and, and a call to repentance and a response and repentance because that in, in and of itself disarms the powers and principality Amen. that is in operation. And so the church Amen. has to walk into that. So. I just wanted to throw that in there. Amen. And and repentance is personal.
but repentance right. can also be corporate. Yes. You know, we, we can, as a church, and I've recommended this to some churches, the church sometimes needs to hold a solemn assembly, and as a body, they need to repent for things that they've allowed, things that they've, they've invited into the life of, of the church. So absolutely. I just, I just, I just ahead, want Michael. to speak to that. Uh, you have been touching on this. It's about agreement. You have invited something. If yes. we were talking about it on a personal level, addictions invite. It puts out the welcome mat for the enemy. Mm -hmm. why not for the region? Mm -hmm. We like to call Orlando the happiest place in the world because of Disney. Yeah. And it's funny that this uh, oppressive and depressing spirit is here. So uh, we have to do away with that agreement. We have to renounce it. And I, I think of Neil Anderson. He's got this beautiful illustration about, what do you do when there's flies running around your trash can, you know, your life? And he says, do you take a fly swatter and just sit there and swat at them? He says, that's what a lot of people do because they're just trying to take care of the symptoms. He says, just take out the garbage and the flies will not hang out. And it's the same thing. You know, our call as a church, we get this idea that we're supposed to make disciples of people. But that's true. But he says, make disciples of nations, teach them how to have the culture of heaven. And that unwelcomes the spirits in the area. It's not just about touching people's lives, it's touching communities. It's, it's touching the region. Uh, God's heart, you know, we have, I believe it's Psalm 2, where it says he's going to give him the nations. He doesn't mm -hmm. want just one or two individuals. He wants nations. He wants mm -hmm. ethnic groups. Yeah, peoples. So, oh, I, John, can I just tag on one short yes, item here? Sure, sure. So every decision we make, we, we host more of a presence. So we want to host more of God's presence Amen. as a people and as a church. And when we allow pride and anger and disunity and factions, we're, get, we're opening the door to allow ourselves uh, to host more of a, of a dark presence that's going to disrupt what God wants to do. And why he permits that, I don't know. Uh, we're both reformed guys. I, it doesn't meet, fit neatly in my systematic theology, <laughs> but you know what? That's Jesus. That's what he does. Um, so it makes sense that if we're going to be willing on a personal level to submit and repent and host more of God's presence in a palpable, practical way, then that would by necessity be true of our organizations and our gatherings yes. and our communities. Yes. Um, so one requires the displacement of the other, and they're in ever, never-ending conflict with one another, hence our discussion on spiritual warfare. Yes. Amen. Uh, we need to wrap this up. Um, I, I, I'm so grateful for all of you. We got to do something like this again. This has been fun and 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 wonderful. Uh, as we get ready to close out here, Jason, I wonder if I could just uh, if I could just ask you to do something. I know that uh, you're, you, as we're recording this, just this past week, your daddy's gone home to be with Jesus. And during the funeral, I heard something that your dad used to say. I'm wondering if you could bless us with that on the way out about starving and feeding. 
Can can you? Yeah, yeah. So so one of the one of the things that my 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 dad he you know always in our conversations he would communicate different truths that he was learning and he said you know the the fact is what you starve will die what you feed will live and and he's like so spiritually if you are feeding your spirit you're feeding yourself spiritually then that's going to live if you are starving your flesh it's it's going to die but if you're feeding your flesh you know that was his that was his principle so yeah that was uh, that's pretty cool that Pastor Aldo said that you know yeah. that he that he yeah. you know remember my dad my dad always gave us you know good good nuggets that he was bringing and that yeah. he would be preaching. By the way, the book was three crucial questions on spiritual warfare. So okay, that was the Wonderful. that was the book. Yeah, Wonderful, yeah. guys. Um, of course, I love you all. You're you're all dear friends. But thank you so much for this conversation today on the Minister's Friend podcast. Was a joy Glad to be, be here, man. You. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Same here. So what have been your biggest takeaways from this seven-week series? We've heard from many of you. What has God been teaching you during this time? Why don't you shoot us an email and let us know? Our email address is podcast at johnrkimble.com. That's podcast at johnrkimble.com. Some of you have asked if it's possible to get this whole panel discussion in one download so that you can share it with other people, and the answer is yes. Because of the response to this series of episodes, we're making the whole panel discussion available to you in a single 90-minute MP3 file. It's a free download, and you can get the link in today's show notes. Next time, we start a new series on church security with my friend Jason White a pastor, federal agent, and church security expert, talking about how our churches can be fully prepared for both medical and safety emergencies. It's a very practical discussion about his book, Church Security and Outreach, A Spirit-Led Strategy to Pursue the One and Protect the 99. That's coming up on The Minister's Friend. I'm so grateful that you're in our audience The Minister's Friend podcast exists to help pastors and other church leaders like you lead their congregations well. If you're being blessed by our ministry, would you please tell others about it? Your recommendation to your friends, other pastors, other church leaders, that's the best advertising we could ever ask for. Please also take a moment and give us a review on whatever platform you use to listen to the podcast. Good reviews and good ratings by our audience move us up in the charts, and they enable us to connect with more people who may be blessed by our ministry. I'm so glad you were with us for today's episode. I hope it was helpful to you. Thanks so much for joining us here on the Minister's Friend Podcast. Let's do this again real soon. You've been listening to the Minister's Friend Podcast with pastor and author John Kimball. Be sure to check out today's show notes for additional tools, resources, and information. If today's episode has been helpful to you, let us know. You can shoot us an email at podcast at johnrkimble.com. That's podcast at johnrkimble.com. You can also leave a note on our Facebook page. These are also the best ways to suggest topics for future shows. We want to hear from you. And please tell your friends about us. Until next time, may God bless you and your ministry with great fruit for His kingdom. Bye!